0: Well, hello everybody. As you can tell, we're uh, pretty excited about today. It's a great day to be alive. And it's good to keep
1: doing these too.
0: That's right. The Bible says this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yep. And hit that bell.
1: Right there, hit the bell. <laughs> there you go.
0: Hey, like, hit the like button. Leave us a comment. Um, let us know how... Uh, how things are going uh, on your end, from what we're sharing on our end,
1: and the biggest thing people can do is share this. So oh, absolutely! Cut and paste these links into your social media platforms. Text totally. them to your friends. Yeah, send them um, out. Let them watch them, especially your fellow officers. That uh, uh, we were having conversations recently with amongst officers, and we were yeah. saying, you know, even when you think you might be bugging your buddy or sending him <laughs> too it. much stuff. Do it. Send it to them.
0: You know, that's a great, that that really is a great statement. I'm going to tell you. Right out of the gate? Yeah. Wow. Um, because, well, never now, now listen, don't ever doubt that I can bring it back around. But um, my wife, many, many years ago, 30 years ago, she taught a lesson in church on when somebody's name comes up in your mind. Oh. Over and over several times. Or when you see somebody that reminds you of them several times in a day, that really is the Holy Spirit and your spirit's way of letting you know that you should make contact with that person. Now, we treat it like, oh, well, they're on my mind, and we fluff it off. You should never do that.
1: You know, it's funny that you bring that up, because I've really started being very intentional about that. And when I think of somebody... I call them <clears throat> yep. now. People will know that get calls from me, and I, I yeah. tell them, hey, you just came across my heart for some reason,
0: yep. and just, I'm calling you. Just, just check and see how you do doing. And you know, every time I do that, every time, 100% of the time, the person on the other end of that line or if it's face-to-face or in person says, you know, that's weird. That's really weird that you would do that. Yeah. Because I was just struggling with this, or just thinking about you too, or I was just going through this thing. Um Hey, I got a question for you. That's wild. Yeah. You're the person that probably can answer this. Right. I mean, it's amazing
1: right
0: how 100% of the time that's happened. I've never had anybody go, hey, man, well, don't call me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I hate you now. You or, stalker? Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Lord never leads me to yeah. call people that are going to cuss at me and yell at me. I mean, it's it's well, just
1: weird and how many times do like you said we have that happen and we think eh, i'll call them later yeah that's weird i'm not gonna call them you know or yeah. reach out to them send them a text something <clears throat> and uh you know when bad things happen to folks how many times do we hear their peers say man i wish i had talked to him," or man i wish i reached out yeah. to them or whatever and uh so i you know what i think she's on to something i think I'm kind Definitely. of famous for Spirit a phrase. Led.
0: And you'll know this phrase because I say it all the time, but that's I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Or I don't separate from people without saying, hey, I love you. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. And, and be like, well, aren't you overusing that phrase? Aren't you abusing that? Uh, absolutely not. All right. Because here's the deal. <laughs> if something happened to you, I would want to know in my heart that the last thing I said to you was I love you. Yeah. You talk about peace and calm in your mind, and and those were the last words I used. Yeah. If something happened to me, I would want you to know in right. your heart, you know what? His last words to me mm-hmm. was that he loved me. Mm-hmm. Um powerful, powerful tool in our lives is just never leave home without telling your wife and your children that you love them. Never part company with anybody in your life without letting, without saying those last three words.
1: How many people do today do we still hear that say, I knew my dad loved me, but I never, heard never him said it?
0: it? Mm. Years <clears throat> ago, I took a gentleman uh, to visit his son in prison. Mm. Uh, he was 87. His son was in his 60s he went to prison in his 60s he came to me and confessed some pretty bad stuff he never had heard his dad say at any point in his life I love you son I'm proud of you Hmm. and I watched as they stood uh, and his dad said that to him for the first time I'll never forget Hmm. it's hard to talk about Mm -hmm. because I my mind goes back to that incident but I'll never forget the effect that had on him in that moment. I mean, it was unbelievable.
1: Shows you the power
0: of it. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> it does.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. been fortunate my my uh I've just I've grown up my entire life hearing that from my dad. Yeah. Um and I mean, we always say that to one another. We just always have. I remember there was probably some times when I was younger where I thought that was a little weird for your buddies to hear or whatever. But not too much, really, you know, because it was so natural and normal. And then I think and hear the pain that folks have when they've never heard that. I can't. yeah. It's hard for me to even process. But it makes me think of this, is folks that go through their entire life and they never truly hear or feel that. Or they've kept it away from their heavenly father, knowing yeah. that their heavenly father loves, loves them. them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the the importance of what we're doing with this podcast, but just in that example right. of telling people yeah. um, is that you show people the power of that, and really, God needs us to also help <laughs> extend that. That's right. We're to be love. Yeah, God is love. We're to be loved to others. And, so.
0: and it really transcends all your feelings. One of the reasons I use the phrase, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it, is because my love to you, is not it's not a necessity that it's reciprocated. It's not conditional. It's not conditional. That's right. I absolutely love you. Uh, I used to pray for many years that God would give me his heart for humanity not for pockets of humanity, hmm. not for different people or homogeneous units, you know, mm-hmm. different people groups, but for humanity because that's, you know, the scripture in John three 16, you know, the famous football stadium and baseball stadium scripture. <laughs> yeah. It's where, you yeah. know, that, that's why God mm-hmm. wrote that in the Bible. So people could hold it up as a sign. For God. So love the world, world, everybody, everybody yeah. that he gave his only begotten son. So, I would pray that daily. It's Lord, a great equalizer. It is, it is, and so when you say, uh, even in, in in cop world, when you say, "Hey, I love you, brother," or thinking about you, brother, I love you, man, appreciate you. All right, it, that affects an officer's heart. Yep, hearing that from his brother or his fellow officers. Yep, um, those three words uh, are the most powerful words in the world.
1: And it also exposes this thing in the Bible where the different interpretations or meanings of the word love, that when we say love, at least in America, right, yeah. we're thinking of one type of love. That's right. Only, usually. Yeah. Um, but really, there's different types of love, uh, vers- you know, intimacy versus a brotherly kind of love. That's Right. Um, and an unconditional love yeah. uh, for others. And yeah. um, I think that's the real key, right? Is when you love unconditionally, there isn't a need for reciprocation. And that's when you right. do that, it's actually very freeing. It is. Uh, because it really you're is. not dependent on right. somebody else or what they think of you. And you're you, free of that.
0: And you can't stop me from loving you. That's right. You, you, that's right. You. It's the most powerful place. To live on the planet, yeah, because you you no other human being can make me not love them. That's right. Now they can they can definitely lead me to not like what they're doing, mm. or lead me to not like the moment that we're in. Uh, but uh, you know, my wife and I have always, and 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 some of you couples and cop couples need to understand this uh, in communication. There have been times when I've said, I, I don't like you right now, but I love you,
1: So you mean, and I'm committed to you. You mean preachers and their spouses sometimes don't get along?
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh,
1: They're not perfect uh, marriages? And- uh, no. Far <laughs> from it. Hmm. Well, from that's it. good for people to hear, though.
0: Yeah. It's very far from it. Um, now, we're always working on it, just like everybody else is. But as I tell people, there is no magic pixie dust that God sprinkles on people who serve him or live for him. Uh, there's his presence, his anointing, and he is love. It's part of his character. Now, he's justice, which you serve uh, and keep the laws, and God is a just God. He will by no means clear the guilty in reference to we will all give an account for our lives. But in fairness, that's but out of he love, is, too. That's out of love, too. That's right. right, yeah.
1: How many so, times do you hear somebody say, "If I didn't love, you, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be telling you this."
0: Well, I used to tell you know before I spanked our children, I always would tell them I love them, and I never told them it hurt me more than it hurt them because I lifted them <laughs> cheeks up, buddy. <laughs> I guarantee you, it hurt them. It would not hurt me in yeah. that, but it hurt my heart. I sure. have to do that. Sure, right. Actually, it's kind of funny because. They would almost beg me to hurry up and just whip them because, uh, and I spanked them properly, but we had a paddle. They hated that paddle. It was a shape of a whale. I carved it out of one-inch wow. wood. You put some thought in it. Oh, this. yeah, painted it, had a blowhole, hole, whole nine yards. The so tail was the handle yeah and they because i wanted them to they never
1: appreciated the story of jonah and the. uh no and
0: (laughs) and i painted on the side of it the jonah fixer oh there you go and it hung on the wall (laughs) (laughs) because i wanted them to hate that paddle Hmm. but love my hands Mm -hmm. and love me i never hit them with my hands Mm -hmm. Uh, i never swatted them on the bottom with my hands or spanked them with my hands I use that object.
1: Well, it's it's interesting. The word discipline has the yeah. word disciple in. it. That's
0: right. So that's really what discipline right. is, and right? They, and they only received that when they just would not listen. I mean, they, sure. there was a uh, we had an an instant paddle rule in our house. If you were disrespectful to your mother, mm-hmm. uh, or if you lied, mm-hmm. uh, that was. That was an absolute no questions asked, and I don't know how we got on this, but uh, the other part, uh, and maybe some of you young parents and young officer parents, you're trying to figure out what to do in this instance. Um, there were different measured levels of uh, spanking as it pertained to what the infraction was. If it was just to get your attention, might be a little pop with the paddle on the on, on your bottom and just enough to get your attention because you're not listening. But I would always get their face in front of me and make them look in my eyes and then have them repeat what I had just said so I knew they got it in their heart. Right. But discipleship is to bring order and it's
1: an intentional process. That's right. And I think the thing we keep trying to stress is all of this is a process. And it's training. There's not a true end to it. That's what I like about uh, one of the episodes we talked about. It's I-N-G, not E-D, right? It's disciplining, not disciplined, as though there's a period there and it ended. Where it it ends. And God disciplines us, disciples us uh, through his word and in what we do. But if we get back to this topic of love and people not hearing that and needing to hear that, uh, I
0: think about- Well, love is a discipline. Well, right. It, it's a disciplined life if you're going you have to, to be love, intentional about it that's and, the point. And you have to continuously come back to that role Yeah, And sometimes um, uh, even in what we're talking about with the with the correction part, that is love well, because the end result, if you allow that child to complete or get in disorder, Go off track. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you wind up seeing them in deeper pain and worse hurt and worse problems than if you had dealt with it to start with in love.
1: Well, oftentimes, even people that we arrest, you know, you have the conversations. There you go. When you're driving to jail, (laughs) driving them to jail. Yep. Invariably, the conversations come up. And so many times you hear people say, oh, I would have rather... Oh, Somebody yeah. loved me, corrected me, d- disciplined me before I ever got to this point. Uh, yep, right? there you go. Struggling with addiction issues, mental health issues, abuse issues, all these other things. Um, it, it proves the point. And, and you know, <clears throat> I heard a friend of mine in law enforcement just recently say, if you're in a room with two or more people, the odds are you're dealing with people, you're interacting with people, are combating issues have issues in life going on right oftentimes you don't even know it therein lies the power of just encouraging each other with love and letting yeah. them know that you care sometimes that's yep. all somebody needs
0: is just a glimmer of hope calling their name calling them on the phone saying hey man pull over here you Let's don't grab know a cup of coffee you don't know what course correction just occurred that's right, right. There. You, You'll know? Ne- you may
1: never know. We've talked about it with this podcast. We talked yep. about the officer that's sitting in their squad car in the middle of the night thinking that it doesn't get any better than this, and they have no hope. Yeah. And maybe they hear something that these two goofy guys are saying. Man, I pray. That just opens a window, a little glimmer of light and hope in their life. Sure. And it changes the course. And it could be something as simple as a word of encouragement or that phone call out of nowhere. That's right. Maybe somebody you haven't even talked to for years. Come on. That you call yep. and you just say, hey, I don't know why, but you're on my heart. I just wanted yep. to say, hey, you don't know what you're interrupting in that moment. That's exactly right. That is crucial. Yep. And, uh, you know, especially in a profession like ours, a profession like ours where uh, this month uh, we're, we're going to be hosting a conference here in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, new, uh, they had one last year, but it was the very first one smaller. It's now growing because of the awareness of it, but it's under the concerns of police survivors. So if people don't know, we have an organization that supports the surviving family members of officers who die in the line of duty. Right. Uh, and, re- and it, it's called cops concerns of police survivors and, the families really, they latch onto the families and then they walk through them, with them through life, uh, where that officer isn't there with them anymore. And yeah. so, uh, but under that, what we've also seen are the families that are impacted by suicide in law enforcement. It's the great shadow that nobody wants to talk about, right. which is the spirit of suicide that's within the profession, with everything that we face, that we're exposed to. Right, Like we always say, the trauma and the drama. Uh, and all the junk of this profession. Uh, Here's an interesting thought for you. Science says that the average civilian may experience a critical life-altering incident maybe two to three times in their their life. In their life. Average lifespan of 70, 75 years, right? Right. Do you know what that number is for officers? So the American law enforcement officer... It will experience over the course of a career anywhere from 180 to 200 critical incidents in their career. Not their
0: life, their career. In their career. So everybody listen to that. So uh, let's say a
1: 32-year career, which is a long one, right? Some people only do 20 years. 32 years, you're talking of a little over six critical incidents a year for 32 years. That's a life-altering critical incident once every other month. Holy schmoly.
0: For, for 32 straight years. A life-altering... That's right. Let's use that word. A life-altering... Critical incident. Yeah. Every, every every two months. two months for 32 years. Now, I say this all the time. Military, you, you may get called up to war... Uh, You're going to serve maybe uh, 12 months. You may get two or three tours. That may equate to maybe four years. Yeah. No Uh, doubt, very tough. No doubt, very tough and very life-changing and altering as well. But even military vets will tell you. But even military vets will tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I get to come home. I get to come home and go back to some sense of normalcy of my life. But police officers... That is their life, every day for thirty-two, some thirties. One, I got one guy's what retired at forty-two years old. Yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, so you think about that—the the stress 200. and the pressure, and just the, yeah. the myriad of things that people experience in that career and that's why you see this disproportionality of the spirit of suicide in law enforcement absolutely when compared to the civilian population.
0: And then you have your normal life traumas, of family, of working out your marriage issues, oh, yeah. of working out right? children's issues like we were just talking about. And honestly, it School. compounds it, it compounds yeah, it, right? And then absolutely. you see high
1: rates of divorce in the profession. Right. Here's one that a lot of people don't talk about, high rates of alcoholism in the profession. Do yeah. you know that Latest stats show us that one in five police officers struggle with alcohol dependency, alcohol yeah. addiction. That's how they Th- make it through. That's just alcohol. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't talk about any other addiction issues. So here again, yep. if you're talking to officers and there's more than a couple of you in the room, you're, di- you're, there's people in there with issues. That has and issues. quite frankly, if yep. there's two of you in the room, there's probably at least one with
0: issues, if not two. I would say if there's one in the room, you might be the one with the
1: issues. You remember, um, I'm going to, speaking that. of addiction, I'm going to pour some more coffee here. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's but uh, I want to thank our viewers for recommending that because that's a lifesaver. Uh, but here, here's oh, the deal. You were on. with, uh, we were together. We were, it was this year, we were at a wellness summit mm-hmm. uh, down I'm in sure. Tennessee. Remember that? I do. And you'll remember that we I had about well. 450 uh, law enforcement officers in the room. That's, That's a right. lot of
0: folks. That's a lot of
1: folks. It was the, the length of the room, if you remember, was like it's a huge. couple football-filled yeah. yep. links. But I asked a question in front of everybody, and I said, raise your hand if you have been personally affected by suicide uh, of a fellow officer. Almost every single hand went up in the room. Yeah. Think about that. Two football-filled links of seats, 450 officers, and almost every hand went up in the room.
0: And nobody wants to talk about it because, of course, quote, unquote, it's a weakness, Mm -hmm. and we're the tough profession, and and we, we can win through everything, and we can defeat everything. But the truth is, the real truth is, the hardcore truth is, no, it's kicking our butts. Well, here's what proved it. Then I asked,
1: put your hands, or keep your hands up if you've been affected by two or more incidents of suicide, hardly anybody put their hand down.
0: Holy smoly!
1: All right? Right. So, again, average number of line-of-duty deaths in America is 150-ish uh, each year. But we know that two to three times as many die as a result of their own hand. That puts it at, what, 300, 450? Mm-hmm. Right. We're told that it's maybe as high as four times as many each year because it's underreported. I mean, hundreds of officers every single year taking their life. And it's this—this is what I talk about. We've recently been affected by this uh, personally, uh, again, of an officer who has died from suicide. Correct. Um, Heartbreaking. And when that occurs, like any incident of suicide, people are left broken, angry, with so many questions— woulda, coulda, shoulda, Yep. if I had called, if I had talked, why didn't I see this, all these other things. And, you know, one of the things that I always point back to is as a believer, and when you read God's Word, He tells you that there is a spiritual realm that we're dealing with. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And it's really a spirit of suicide. You know, Mm -hmm. I always think that, you know, you think about the anguish that an officer has to be experiencing to get to that point. And you really think mm-hmm. about the evil one is whispering in their ear, maybe sometimes for years,
0: Yeah.
1: whispering in their ear. Yeah. And at some point – It's a daily
0: conversation most of the time.
1: And if we, as fellow officers, aren't engaging one another, aren't picking up that phone right. and calling when we think of them, yeah. right? Uh, you said it's it's the Holy Spirit evoking that <clears> in <throat> That's you. That's right. That's that spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um. You, you might be able to interrupt that. But if, if if it's not getting interrupted, at some point in time, that spirit can overwhelm the officer. Yeah. And it's that spirit that,
0: that really takes them away. Well, I, I have a little proverb that I'm kind of known for it. And I say, uh, you follow the voice you hear the loudest, even if it's your own. You will always follow the voice you hear the loudest, even if it's your own. What you meditate on Becomes Mm. your life. Mm. If you meditate on um, all the negative and bad things of life or what you perceive at the moment are negative and bad or that you have no hope or that there is no way out, that becomes your only solution. And then you talk to yourself about that as a solution. And your voice is the only one you want to hear from that point. Mm. And that's what leads you down that path that you don't want to hear anybody else's voice. That's why you begin the deceiving process of all of your family and all of your friends. Um, When you're willing to hear somebody else's voice, you will tell somebody, "Um, I'm thinking about killing myself. You may call a hope line. You may, there's still some hope inside of you. You're hurting, you're in trouble, you know you're in trouble. That is one of the ways that we reach out as a human being for help Hmm. is that we tell someone what we're planning to do. That person most of the time gets the help they need because they're actually reaching out past their voice. Proactively. Proactively to hear another voice. Yeah. Right? Uh, It's the person that now only hears their own voice in their heart, in their mind, and another voice they will not hear.
1: So doesn't that mean we got to figure out a way to break through that wall? That's right. And I think that comes
0: from constant. That comes from like one of the things we just said. Intentional. When somebody comes to your mind, don't throw that on the back burner. Yeah. Call them. Yeah. Be another voice. Just be another voice in their life. Even if it's just to simply say, hey, I was just thinking about I like you. Be I love voice. you. Just so you know, I need you in my life. Yeah. I need you in my life. Stay safe, brother. Yeah, that Just having somebody say, I need you in my life, mm-hmm. because most of the time the person that's looking to commit suicide has convinced themselves they're not needed, they cause more trouble or more problems being alive than dead, they... Uh, are in a situation where they don't think they're going to be of any value to anybody.
1: I've heard officers say, "I'm I'm more valuable to my family dead than I am
0: alive." Thank you. So, what is that? So that tells you they're in a state, yeah, in their heart and mind that they do not believe, which is not true, by the way. It's <laughs> not true. It's, That's not, that true. it's not true. Spirit overwhelming them and and
1: telling them that in their That's right. And, and they he meditate on it. There See that
0: that med- the the Bible says to meditate on the Word of God day and night, and you shall be found with good success. Mm-hmm. Well, that tells me it's very clearly life. what you meditate on. Yeah, either causes success or causes trouble, right? Jesus Himself said, "Hey, it's not going out and committing adultery; it's uh, meditating on adultery." Right. That gets you in trouble in your heart. Same thing we both know uh, from murder cases, from uh, pedophilia, yep. from molestations, from these people sit and meditate. Premeditated. Premeditated. Right. So uh, in these moments, someone's mind is beginning to be filled with these thoughts over and over and over. That's why we say call for backup call for backup.
1: You know, finally in our profession we've we've broken through that wall yep. of don't John Wayne it, don't be macho man. Right. Wait for your backup. Uh you start something or you're on that traffic stop and the hair goes up on the back of your neck and you know something's not right. Call for backup yep. and wait for them, right? That's right. Wear your vest, wear your seatbelt and wait for your backup. We need that to break through this wall, this blue suicide wall of telling officers who are struggling with that or they're meditating on that or they're hearing that, call for backup in that mm, moment. That's right. Day or night. Day or night, call for... And we come running.
0: Now, here's how we know that it is of the spirit of a satanic realm mm. is because Satan is the father of all lies. Jesus said that straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he lies come from his realm, and you lie to yourself so long that you actually believe what's not true. So if you go and ask your wife, do you love me? Do you need me? Uh, I'm thinking about committing suicide. She's going to go, what? Mm -hmm. Of course I do. You go to your children. You go to your friends. You go to your partners. You go to your beat partners. You go to your shift commander and say, I, I, I was thinking about taking my life because uh, I don't feel like you need me anymore. And what's it going to say? Mm-hmm. Don't be stupid. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know we need you.
1: you know, well, when you say it's satanic, people will go, oh, I don't know about all that. Well, here's the deal. This word tells us that God, Jesus, is life and life more abundant. That's right. right. And then it tells us that Satan, the evil one, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That the
0: thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy.
1: So when you look at that, kill, kill
0: steal, and destroy. And destroy. So, if so you where take is that them, coming if from? If you take your life, it steals from your family and your friends and your department and those who love you. It steals their joy. It steals their peace of mind. Uh, it steals everything, and it steals you out of our life. It destroys families. Those children that you want to tell that you love, and that you're believing for their future, but you're not needed or need to be around, it destroys them in their lives. Man, They it leaves them with tremendous amounts of issues, yeah. along with all of your friends or people that care about you.
1: And again, this is the spiritual battle. That is. Man, we're in a battle every day between good and evil, yeah.
0: right? And you can't just say to somebody who's in this battle, well, just get over it. No. Because I can tell you right now, it doesn't work that way.
1: But the important thing to remember is you're also in a spiritual battle. That's you're right. not talking about the individual as being no. a bad person because they have these wicked thoughts. It's the spiritual battle that we're in. The only way to confront evil spirits, yep. right, right, is with the Spirit of God, the, the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Of God. That's right. And to speak the name of Jesus, yep. and the wicked one will flee. That's right. Uh, and so, you know, you can always call for backup upon the name of the Lord as well. That's
0: right. Now, some of these things can also be, uh, you know, the brain is a, it's a body, it's an organ in your body, right? It's a, it's a human organ. So if you were having liver issues, uh, and it was looking to kill you, you would go get help. If you were having lung issues, like I had lung cancer, right? Mm -hmm. 21 years of age. Lung cancer, lost my right lung. That it, it, Anybody out there thinks that cancer won't kill you? We all know somebody who's lost their life to cancer. Those are internal organs. Well, your brain is an internal organ. All right. It can have tumors. It can have chemical imbalance. It can have issues. The difference with your brain, though, is that it can affect how you think. Right how you operate, your emotional state, all your sleep, your I mean, how you eat, it can it, it's the center, it's the nine one one center of your body. Yeah. So that can be an issue that makes you struggle with those thoughts. You have medication today, drugs. Now, I'm not talking about it drugs you go find and, and take people to jail for. I'm talking about even prescription medication, mm-hmm. you need to research that side
1: stuff. effects. You see it all the time on TV and Dude, commercials. I mean,
0: research that right? stuff, because some of that can make you have suicidal thoughts or even commit suicide. Mm. I have a personal story of that mm-hmm. uh, with a precious family member, mm-hmm. and because people didn't make some decisions properly, the new medication they put him on led him to take his own life. Mm. Very young man, and he would not, he actually went to them and said, this medication, something's wrong with this. Mm -hmm. It's making me think about taking my life, and I don't want to take my life. I'm in trouble. Help me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. They didn't make the right decisions, and... And he took his own life.
1: Well, that's the importance of, uh, I didn't get to it, but this conference that we're hosting here, which is called Survivors of Blue Suicide. Survivors of Blue Suicide, SBS. New organization. It's really under the COPS umbrella, and it allows us as a law enforcement profession to also come alongside those surviving family members that have been affected and devastated by an officer that has um, lost their life to suicide. And it also says, this is what I like about it. To me, it is though we are planting the flag in the profession and yes. saying we are going to confront this and yeah. talk about this and one, take care of these families, but also identify how do we help um, make make that call and be another voice for that officer to hear. That's right. Uh, in, a mo- in a moment of acute crisis and, and the trauma that they're facing.
0: Well, you know, uh, in 2012-13, you and I worked together on these uh, trauma kits, uh, and and we gave four elements of life-saving value to every officer on the department. And then that spread and gone out into multiple departments around and even into our state. Hundreds of lives saved. Hundreds of lives saved. Praise God. Praise God the The struggle here is those are injuries that we can see. Yeah, you got a sucking chest wound. We can see blood coming out of a hole in your body. Right. If you've got a sh- if you're shot in your arm, ambidextrous. I mean, uh, not ambidextrous. Lord of mercy. In an extension, we can see that. Right. Right. Shot. We're, we're looking. You may have to cut clothes off. There's a pair of shears in that uh, kit that cuts clothes off, so you can. Find out where an officer's been injured. Arterial Life-saving bleed. measures. Yep. Here's the issue we have: you cannot see the wound in a person's spirit and the wound in a person's mind. Right. Without their cooperation in that, you can never uncover that.
1: I've heard you say before that we have many officers that there's really two sides to them, and there's we, and two lines. Know it, right? Yeah. Talk about that a little. Yeah.
0: Bit. Because there's, there's a life now, especially men, men are much easier to compartmentalize than women are. Men compartmentalize their life. They they can be one way at work and then they can come home and be a total different way. And then they can get with their buds and be a whole total different way. Hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. when I say total, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, who are you and how did you wind up in my house? Right. Um, so when it comes to depression, when it comes to struggling mentally about issues of life, when they're over the top, when they start battling suicidal thoughts, they start living two separate lives. Mm-hmm. They the, It's the greatest, most powerful spirit of deception, I believe totally on the planet today. Because even those who are experts at discerning when someone is deceiving them, they don't catch it. Right. And that's the helplessness that officer friends and family feel when this happens to a fellow officer. Yeah. Because you know your skill level. You know your level of being able to detect deception, lies, uh, all that. But they're not really lying to you because... They really are stuck in two worlds. That's why it works so well. Yeah, this spirit leads them, and they can live in this realm that they've lived in for years and be totally cool. But then when they're alone, be tormented. It's almost and have a whole different way of thinking.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a you know people talk about a functioning alcoholic. You know, there's also functional depression. That's right? right. Where. It's amazing how many times we say again. We're paid trained observers. This yeah. is what wrecks officers: is your paid trained observers, and you. Say, how did I miss? How did I this? miss that? Right.
0: Well, because it was intended for you That's to miss. That's
1: exactly right. It. That's how
0: powerful this level. That's right. Of dis, and then you don't want to believe that your fellow man or officer woman yeah. would would want to deceive, and it's but it's out of all the hurt, the again the the personal devalued. They've, and they've been overwhelmed by a spirit that's not their over, own. That's right. And it takes over. Uh, so you have to realize, just for the heart of some officers right now that may be in that survivor group where they've gone through that, uh, you you can't beat yourself up over that mm-hmm. because it intended, this spirit intends to deceive to the highest level. And it does. And you weren't made for that. You weren't
1: made for taking that on. So one of the things, You were not created for that. Easier said than done. But again, be the another voice for folks. That's right. Lay that back down. Don't pick that up. Don't take that on. Don't carry that with you. You got to lay that down. Um, And, you know, but here again is the power of the word. Here again is the power of a living God. Yeah. Is that Jesus tells us? Come on, you come don't have on, to carry I'm, I'm all that by yourself. This.
0: There you go. So, so somebody says, "Well, what's the answer for it?" Okay, I, I have a great answer for you today. And I love saying that. I've got good gospel news for you today. Here's here's what Jesus Himself said. It's red letters, Matthew. That's the first uh, book of the New Testament, chapter eleven. And verse twenty-eight. I'm going to read it out of this, the pure word. I, I like this James. but he says, "You must come now to me. All that are laboring and are made heavy laden, or there's been a great burden placed upon you. I also will be refreshing you." Here, King James says, "Come unto me, all you that are that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Here's here's the deal, every officer bears an intense burden. That's why you're called. You have to be called of God to do this job, because you have to have His anointing to do it. You humanly cannot bear up under it if you don't have.
1: Say that again, because cops don't hear that. Yeah, you, you weren't. It's the same thing. You weren't made to take on and carry all the junk that's put on you with this profession. No, You're called to it, but you weren't made to carry it. That's
0: right. Adam in the Garden of Eden before sin could have carried any burden, but he didn't have to because sin hadn't entered the world, entered the planet, entered the cosmos. When sin entered in, it entered in against a body that was designed by God not to deal with the stress of death, but to only deal with The knowledge of good and life. Abundance of life. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And then their bodies began to die in the respect of the stress that comes from evil, the torment that comes from evil, the mental process of the pictures your eye takes with your brain. that Comes
1: to... Kill, steal, and destroy. And
0: destroy. And God never intended the human being to see the things we see, to deal with the people we deal with who are evil, who do evil things. Accidents, it's a very dangerous planet. I had someone ask me, why, why did this happen to me? I said, well, because if you take uh, a vehicle that large and you hit a telephone pole, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's a very dangerous combination. Mm-hmm. When we take all that into effect, it has a certain destructive process on our bodies, our minds. I can prove it. Prove it by the statistics of what happens. In I got police. one I, better for you. You got
1: all the gear that officers carry every single day when they're you. working the street. Why, yep. are they, why are they wearing body armor? Why are they carrying a tool belt that has all these weapons platforms, lights? to be shined in the darkness, this radio to call for help. That's right. Why are they wearing all that? Uh, It's because of the dangers they face, the evil, the wickedness in the world. Now they are heavy laden with all of this, even though it's designed to help, help them stay safe it's because they now have the knowledge of evil that's in the world. And you're not humanly
0: equipped. That's correct. In just your own flesh. We give you all that. You don't have a flashlight in your forehead that's that right. you were born with that you can, or a strobe light. It'd be nice if you had a third eye, but you don't have one. Or eyes in the back of your head. No, you, you have to have senses sharpened, training, all this stuff, because you don't naturally have that. To deal with wickedness, to deal with evil, and to deal with what we see every day of our lives on this job. I say we, because I'm out there too, every day of the life in, in, in the job. So, can that we seeing.
1: agree that an officer with their physical equipment on, let alone all the emotional trauma they take on, can we just agree that we're heavy laden as a profession? Heavy laden. And individual what, officer.
0: What do you think is the number one replacement part surgery that police officers get? After retirement. Backs, knees, and hips. Thank you. Yeah. And it's from wearing or being heavy laden. So it takes a natural pressure Mm -hmm. process of destruction on the body. Correct. Other issues are hearts and everything else, right? But those are the replacement parts.
1: So the officer says, okay, you've convinced me. I'm
0: heavy laden. I'm heavy laden. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. So Jesus said... I also will be refreshing you. You must take up my yoke to yourselves. You must learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart. You will find a resting place for your living souls.
1: And what's the soul? What's the
0: definition of soul? Soul is your mind, will, and emotions and your spirit. So, what Uh, we're talking about? Your mind, will, and will, and emotions. It takes overcoming every obstacle and roadblock and red flag in your mind to take your own life.
1: All right, preacher man, let me ask you the question. No, no. So Jesus says here, take my yoke upon you after he tells you you're heavy laden. We just stipulated we're woefully heavy laden, overwhelmed heavy laden. And now this Jesus tells, tells us, take my yoke upon you on top of all of that. That's right. Uh, wouldn't but that he mean says, that's a my, lot
0: more weight? No. He says, my yoke is easy. Mm. My burdens are light.
1: So he says, take my yoke upon you, but that's my right. yoke
0: is easy. And my burdens are light. A yoke mm. is not put on uh, oxen or mules' necks to be weighty. Because if they, if they are, right. then the farmer exhausts uh, what he's plowing with, what he's actually doing his work with. Not going to pull all the other weight? Them? No. All right. The the key is to make it as light as possible, so that they're not. Re- it it's just there for direction, mm-hmm. so that the farmer can turn. That yoke so to Learn from me, and he says, "Learn from me." In other words, take direction from me. Receive what I would give you. I can show you a better way. Disciplining. Disciplining. That's right. Discipling. Becoming one of my disciples. Right. So then I can work with you. If I see you going down a path that I know is destructive for you, I can just uh, apply gentle pressure. What's the phrase? Gentle pressure relentlessly Relentlessly applied. applied. And and turn you back into the way of life. Turn you back into the way of joy. Turn you back into the way of peace. Turn you back into a way of of rejoicing in your life instead of be instead of depression, you can have joy.
1: This word actually says, wide is the road to destruction, right? Narrow is the path. Yeah. To righteousness in right. God's way. Right? That's right. So it takes disciplining and course correction to get into this funneled, narrow path. That's exactly right. right. That's why he says, take my yoke upon you.
0: Take my yoke upon you. You're going to learn from me. And then he says, learn of me. Right. Le- in other words, it's not just learn from what I say, it's learn from how I lived, learn from what I did that kept peace in my life. Dude, I'm about to go to the cross. Yeah. Now, now Hebrews <laughs> says that he endured the cross. Is that quote in here? Yeah. He's he endured the cross for the joy set before him. I'm I'm about to go to the I'm about to face and endure the worst punishment. Shame, not just punishment, but shame, embarrassment, humiliation.
1: Guilt, shame, condemnation. On, spit
0: on. How many offers have been spit on? Come on. Mm-hmm. All these things. I'm, I'm about to endure this for you, but I'm going to endure it. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, the reason his sweat became his great drops of blood, which is, by the way, physiologically possible, right. medically possible, I I I'm about to do this, but in the garden he wrestled with himself, with God. I I if you, there's any way possible you can make me not go through this and still accomplish the goal, that would be great. But not my will, but thine be done. If there's any way we could keep the peace and not have to go see these scenes, that'd be great. But every officer is right. called, not my will, but thine be done. That's and right. they and they run to danger instead of running away,
1: even to the point unto death, sacrificially.
0: Thank you. So, but
1: yet Satan still tries he to still tries that to. with a spirit of That's suicide. Right. That's right. Which is contrary to this sacrificial kind of um, love. It's overwhelmed by deception. Yeah. His deception. And I
0: would just like to tell every e- evil is after death. Mm. Evil desires death, always. God desires life. And if you'll and if you listen, as as that. if you'll hear our voice and hear God's voice today, again, the voice you hear the loudest is the voice you follow. Somebody asked one time, why do preachers yell so much? Because we're trying to be the voice you hear
1: the loudest. <laughs> same with officers, right? right?
0: Well, it's the same way with people who hate you and who hate me and who hate righteousness. What do they do? They shout you down.
1: Well, and we stand the thin blue line that separates good from, from evil. evil. So if you're standing on the line that separates good from evil, that means you're probably going to hear from both sides. You're going to be hearing Thank the you. good, and you're going to be hearing the evil. The That's question right. is, which is loudest? And in a day and age when we say there is a great silent majority— that are good out there. That's right. You say it all the time. The silent majority has to become the loud majority. That's right. So that our officers on that thin blue line hear their voice the And loudest.
0: are encouraged by that. That's right. And know they're loved and know that it's only a small percentage that create evil process all the time. But the majority of humans love you want you need you understand the need for you they may not understand everything about your job they don't do your job right you don't understand nor do every- we
1: want them to understand you don't understand of everything what see. that's right right
0: you don't understand everything about being a pastor or being a preacher that's right and you probably don't don't want I, to i, I would right, probably right? try to talk you out of it if i could <laughs> why because it's you know unlike some people believe you're not just sitting in your office waiting on somebody to come in say hello and writing one message a week and cutting your grass. Hmm. That is not what we do. Hmm. And it's definitely not what I do. And if you'd like to come follow me, help yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're with me all the time and you know, I mean, what, so, but, but my desire and the hope, there are people whose hope and desire is to, is to be able to learn and gain more understanding of what officers go through and what they do so that uh, we can be a source of help and strength and encouragement in a greater way. Well,
1: here's the whole point. Jesus says, I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to hook up to you. You hook up to me. I'm going to take all the weight, all the burden. I'll do all the pulling. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. He takes it all on so that you can walk a more peaceful life. Yeah. Right? Um, And the way that we do that as a word of encouragement is we come alongside our officers, our fellow man, our fellow neighbor, and we walk alongside of them and share in that burden, right, so that they know that they are not walking alone. That's right. right? And they hear your voice, you break through, um, and you help with course correction when they're in that deep, dark place that no one wants to be in. Absolutely. That's the whole point here. And that's what we're trying to do with Remnant Rebuild. (laughs)
0: <clears throat> revealing this remnant. Is revealing this remnant. So I would just like to say uh, to everybody watching, I don't know what our time is like today, but I'd just like to say to all of you watching, uh, we love you. And you may be in a dark place. Mm-hmm. You, you may feel like it's the end of the road for you. You have no reason to live. Uh, let me give you one. How about if you just live for me? How about if you just decide today, that Chris Holland and Rick Snyder love you and we want you to live, live for us. Find a reason. Find a reason. Find a reason. Uh, don't go down that path. Don't stay in that path. S- don't meditate on that day and night. And and speak to someone. Find that hope, please. Yeah. Find that hope. And let's what also... you do doesn't just affect you.
1: That's right. Let's also put some... Uh resources that are trusted cop resources uh, down below this video Yeah, uh, that folks can even just click on with a a link or a phone number uh, if they're in the middle of a struggle right away that they know that there's somebody on. Some of these uh, resource lines are even fellow officers that volunteer to staff these so that you've got a cop that's talking to a cop
0: and... One of the the powerful statements we make all the time is that silence is consent. Mm. I'm going to challenge all the cops that are watching this program. Silence is your consent. Don't say we don't want anybody to die on our watch if you're going to stay silent. That's right. Because your silence is your consent. If you're struggling right now, and you know you're having thoughts of harm in yourself, silence is your consent. Hmm. You're listening to your own voice, you're meditating with your own voice. Stop being silent. Go to someone, open your mouth. Your mouth is the gateway to your heart. Why do we want people to talk? Why do we do debriefings? Why do we do defusing?s Because it is absolutely known that your mouth is the gateway to your heart. Your heart speaks out of your mouth. And if you don't speak, what's in there hurting you doesn't come out.
1: Right. That's right. Be another voice.
0: Nobody's trying to ding you. Nobody's trying to hem you up. Brother, please, sister, please open your mouth and just Start talking with what's in your heart. It's so important. And it will heal you. Mm. It will deliver you. Jesus will help you. We will help get you what the, the help that you need. We just plead with you. Hear the voice of God and the voice of your friends, Rick and Chris, to say, don't hurt yourself. Please don't do that. There are answers. We have answers. And we need you. And we need you. That's right. We love you. We value you. Yep. You are important to us.
1: Well, let's just cro- close with prayer yeah. uh, for our fellow officers. Their family members as well. Who Absolutely. Struggle and just the natural struggles in life,
0: unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of emotion to deal with after a suicide. No doubt. No doubt so you you feel like praying we you have personal
1: it? experiences with it yes we and uh, speak from a place in our heart of deep wounds as well uh, but here again yep. speaking to it and verbalizing That's that right. brings light to the situation yep. and helps others at the same time so That's let's right. just pray yeah. father god we just uh thank we thank you. you for the opportunity to have a uh, just a platform like this to be able to speak life yes. into the situations that other officers, their family members, yes. folks in general just face in day-to-day life. We I'm know that you Spirit. are life and life more yes, abundant. You are. So we speak your name into these situations. Yes, we do. We invite you in. I just pray that any officer, Please, anyone me. listening to this, maybe a military veteran, yes, somebody Lord. else in public safety, maybe a dispatcher who... Yes struggles with all the trauma that they face that they just know that they can call upon your name which is life call yes, upon Lord. the name of jesus some may say i don't believe i've I'm, i've i've done too many things i'm too far gone No, no, no they no. are not we are not you are as close as the call of your name that's right so i just pray that anyone listen to this if nothing else just verbally says the name of jesus and ask you to come into their heart, come into their situation, Thank to you, Lord. fill their darkness with your light. Thank and, you, Lord. And just uh, receive that and know that you walk alongside them. You're there. Yes. You're Lord. there for yes, them. Lord. And all these things that they think overwhelm them that they can't that they can't handle, that they're right. It's it's laying it at your feet. Yes. You have already overcome it at the cross. Thank so you. So we just Jesus. pray that they receive Shed that light in their heart place their faith in that and also uh, walk alongside one another. We're Thank called to be Jesus. an example. You say blessed are the peacemakers. Help us to make peace not only with others but also with ourselves. Thank you, Lord. We can only do it with you and we're grateful for that. We pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And his restoration. Yes.
0: Amen. 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 Hey, uh, we're going to leave some contact information at the bottom and some resources for you. Uh, Please uh, reach out to those uh, or reach out to us. We'll help you any way we can. We'll point you towards some direction to get help. And And if
1: somebody's having trouble talking to a fellow officer, send them a link to this video. Absolutely. Just just text it to them.
0: And tell them to watch it. Uh, We love you. There's nothing you can do about that. Hit the bell. Subscribe. Subscribe. Send us out to other people that you know. And thank you so much for watching. Uh, it makes it all worth it. And uh, yeah. it's just really very exciting. Yes. Very exciting. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> all right, man. I love you, my friend. Love you too, brother. Bless you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life. And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.